Friends, thank you for coming back. It's the second episode, week two. I'm pumped. Let's get to the intro. Yeah. Yeah, let's chop it up. Let's talk about it. Well, let's ask the right question. Who's convinced? Uh, we're starting to see the mind frame stuff now. It's What Do You Know With Joe? Hello and welcome back, everyone, for week two. Thank you, friends, for joining uh, me. I'm really excited. The first week was, uh, I would say, success. Uh, James did a great job. I think everyone really got to learn what the podcast is going to be about, so super cool, and thank you again, James, for joining. Very excited for this week's guest, uh, Colin Ritchie. Colin is a good friend of mine. I've known him since uh, I was a baby, uh, and I first moved to the Northern Virginia area, so I'm very excited to do this conversation. We, I'm excited for everyone to listen. We have some great conversations, and they're conversations we usually don't get to have if we were to you know, go out or have a beer or do something, so you know, it was something really cool to do with um, my good friend, Colin. Uh, feel free to stick around afterwards. We're going to have some great conversations, a little bit different than last week, a little bit more conversations and topics that I think everyone can relate to. doesn't matter if you're a sports fan, an arts fan, um, or if you're uh, you know, a fan of politics or news or whatever. I'm going to try and mention everything I can that I saw over the past week. Uh, I don't know that I'll give a good take on it. I don't necessarily know enough about it, but I definitely think it's highlights and headlines if you're interested and you want to go. Um, you know, check out some more as well. But we'll get into all that afterwards. Stick around after the conversation with Colin. We'll talk about all that. But please enjoy this conversation. I really, really had a good time, and I think everyone will be able to take some things away for sure. So here it is with Colin. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to What Do You Know with Joe. Uh, as you guys know, I am Joe, and thank you for coming back. I, have, I think it was only 20 people, but hey, that's 20 more than the day I had before. So I'm very excited about that. I have my very, very, very good friend with me, who I've known, like I said, since diaper days, Colin. Uh, Colin, thank you so much for joining me. It's, it's yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I'm very excited. All right, intro's done. We're good. Got that off our chest. Um, one thing we did talk about in the pre in the pre stuff that you know the people never get to hear, which is great. Um, I I mentioned that I'm gonna, as a host going to try and pull back a little bit. I'm not going to try and you know if I feel like I'm interrupting you, don't be afraid to say, Joe, stop it. That's wrong. You're interrupting. I will cut it back for sure. But I want to make sure you feel comfortable on this show. So how you doing? I'm I'm doing well, man. Nice. It's been, yeah, good, been, good. been a good week. Been a good summer turning into fall now. It's uh the weather's yeah. getting great. It's not too hot anymore, thank God. Couple couple good weekend for a DC United game. Oh yes. To give everyone an insight, I'm sure they're also it's weird. They'll hear they're they will hear this after the game's already happened, but hearing it before we go, it's kind of like that whole crazy inception thing but yes yes we're going to a soccer we're going to dc vamos united this weekend very excited uh, i i honestly who are they playing fc cincinnati oh, i hate cincinnati now i'm I, <laughs> but cincinnati's still in the i yeah no nah, big anti-cincinnati no i'm just kidding anyone who's from cincinnati please listen we need you to, need you to listen i'm a big cincinnati fan just got to pull from my home team for sure it's going to be a good time. But yeah, uh, very excited to join. Um, I want to thank everyone for coming in and listening. We have some great topics for to talk about. And I think the best thing to do is just jump right in them. You know, no time like the present. Um, so Colin, uh, you currently are a real estate agent, correct? Sell, yes, seller of the houses? Yep, I am a licensed realtor in Virginia and D.C. Wow, Virginia and D.C. So you sell, that was, wow, you're, you're already jumping ahead on questions. So you sell both, in, you're licensed for Virginia and D.C. Yeah, yeah, so we do. We do property management just in Virginia, okay. but I'm licensed to 
do real estate transactions in, in Virginia and DC. So uh, most of my most of my work's been in Virginia, but I've started getting to DC a little bit more in the last few months. And I mean, I moved to DC here like three four months ago, so mm. getting a little more plug. Big city guy. Okay, you like it in the city? What part are you guys in again? We're in Capitol Hill. Okay, just a quieter part of the city, and like, I don't know. I I like it. It's yeah. it's the change of pace from being in Arlington or mm-hmm. spending a few months here and there in my parents' house. So yeah. I could yeah. imagine it's a little bit different than uh, Fairfax, Virginia, for sure. I could I can test that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's definitely a little bit different. That's awesome. Glad you're enjoying it. I'm yeah. very excited to visit. Um, so. You mentioned prop like property management. Is that exactly what it sounds like? Just managing properties, just going in, making sure everything's all good. Like I'm sure it has to do with like renting, but tell me a little bit about property management. And did, is that where you kind of like started too? Like you were doing like a lot of property management. And now you're doing the licenses and yeah, exactly. Selling it all. So our like what are our business is primarily property management, and for myself, I do mostly the leasing. Okay, so that's renting new properties, properties we've managed, all that kind of stuff, right? And then the other other side of it, which I kind of have my hands on, but I'm less actively involved in other people in our company do, is the, you know, managing repairs, maintenance, you know, updating, um, all the money stuff, things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And is that like the, usually how, like, there's like a dedicated, like, property property manager like case case in point we can use me as an example for those of you guys listening Colin also helped me with my current place in Ashburn um so like Vivek talks to well he does I talk directly to him but yeah if he was working through a property manager he would talk to the dedicated person and be like hey this is who we have yeah exactly exactly gotcha we do that for our our clients so like we have we basically have a few property managers in our office who are just a point of contact between owner and renter and you know the person in the middle is the person in our office there's a huge benefit to that i feel like you know there's you know there's upkeep with your house but having to like also deal with the renter and dealing with all that it's almost kind of really beneficial to have me like huh someone else did that for me that'd be kind of nice and they just tell me and i just say okay this is what we gotta do it it almost makes the process a little bit smoother it's it's mediation and it's also providing you know professional expertise on yeah here's, here's how you should fix it. This guy gave us a quote, actually, you can get this done instead or blah, 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 you know? That's the other, yeah, right. That's the huge benefit. You have all that insider knowledge, you know, not only the vendors, like the people who to talk to, like you have preferred people, I'm sure, and things like that, but you also, you, you know how to fix it. Like if my, like my, for example, my AC was just like, it looked like I thought it was leaking because there was all this like water coming around. I was like, oh, it's broken. But I, you know, if I talk to you, you probably been like, actually, Joe, it's just the condensation around. So it's probably right. Yeah. So you knew the answer. You just shook your head like, yeah, no, that's why. See, like little stuff like that. That's a huge benefit. So like, and that's the funny thing because I don't have a. I mean, you helped me find a property, and that's awesome. But like, because my landlord doesn't use a property management service, it. I almost want to tell him too because little things like that, I could have just shot you a text and like I've been like, oh, that's what that is. Whereas like, one, I know. I may not, I mean, he's great with responding, but it might be a little bit longer. And like, also I might be a little timid to text him because what if it is a problem? Like, what if, what if it is something that I'm like, uh Oh, like I, I don't want to tell him it's necessarily broken. Cause what if I did it? <laughs> yeah, no, Hey, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for as your friend, not just, <laughs> but like, I'm happy to be that for, for everyone. Like, yeah, hopefully we'll have the answer. And if I don't, I know the person who can give you the answer. 
that's all I need, right? Yeah. That's, that's just, I, if you may, I don't, you know, you don't have to have the answer for me, but you can find it for me. That's even better. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. you weren't always in real estate, right? You were, you were doing something before you, what were you doing a little bit before? Uh, so I was working at BDO doing financial analysis type of, type of work, like, uh, uh, working for government contracts um, and nonprofits. It's, it's it's a consulting consulting yeah. role, uh, you know, working in some sort of regulatory space, making sure budgets line up and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That is what when I when I was in school, that was like I was like, oh yeah, this is like this is the real deal. This is cool, right? But then after doing it for a little while, it just became a little bit less exciting than I thought. So that's, that's why I made the transition. That, mm-hmm. that said, all the people that I worked with at BDO mm-hmm. were the kind of people where I was like, I saw them as the kind of people that I, wa- that I did want to become. And even still now is like, yeah, they're successful driven people. So it's, it's nonetheless a good place to, to be, you know? Yeah. It wasn't so much the people, it was just the work itself. It was just, it had nothing to do with the people you're working around, which is, you know, that's good too. Hey, that's um, it. If something happened and I were to, to go back to BDO or the same type of job tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would I'd be happy doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just happier now. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. There's just it's you're doing the thing that you, you like a little bit more. And like like you said, you weren't doing necessarily anything at BDO that was real estate related. Did you yeah. did you find that anything like you had from BDO you could bring to real estate? I mean, obviously, like real estate, you know, people come from different backgrounds, but was there anything from like having that finance background that you were like, oh, this is this is actually this is going to help me a lot. I think there's, there's definitely elements. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say for, if I wasn't in, in meetings or talking to one of our clients or my managers or something, mm-hmm. I was living in Excel. And so I don't do that as much now. More of my job now is communication and stuff sure. like that. But having those skills just mean that I can give people numbers, facts, and just, you know, like, I think of myself really analytical. Yeah. So if I can, if I can just give it to people straight with, with that sort of stuff, those like hard skills transition over a little bit, especially because some of our clients that we manage properties for, mm-hmm. are, you know, have an investor mindset where they want to, they own a couple properties, they want to own five or 10. And it's all about the numbers at that point. You know, they are making their decision because they love the house and they can see themselves raising their kids. They just see numbers and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that aspect but I'd say, I think actually the bigger, the bigger thing is probably just learning professional skills, like knowing how to communicate with, you know, bosses, with clients, with other people in the office, and just like generally carrying myself as a professional mm-hmm. was like the ideal fast paced, like serious environment to do that, where now our company is 12 people and it's super casual and my boss is my mom, so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll just text her about anything. One one second we're talking about personal stuff, the next second it's business. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's Tuesday at eleven or it's Sunday at nine p.m., it's it's all the same. Mm-hmm. But having a foundation of what it means to be a professional, I think, helps me stand out, especially with like realtors get a bad rap for just kind of being like, you know, 
people who couldn't mm -hmm. find a job doing something else or like in that category of sleazy car salesman like or kind of thing right like exactly. like the oh, real estate agent right yeah so if i can just communicate and demonstrate that i like know how to be professional that i'm right. good at what i'm doing whatever i think and i hope that that makes me stand above a little bit better and that's like for real that's probably the biggest thing i've learned at bdo and I think that, like you said, that level of professionalism, heck, people can't see it, but I'm in a golf hole, you're wearing a button down, like right now, like you bring professionalism to everywhere you go. And I think that like, it just is reflective in that. So yeah. I 100% agreed that it would definitely, I feel like, make you stand out that if you were not only selling me the house, but could nail everything in the background behind that, behind that. And like you said, communicate well to me, keep me in the loop and, you know, help me out with specific like little details. Yeah, I think that would definitely separate you. And I definitely think that because of the way you carry your professionalism it definitely like you said helps with that relationship between you and your mom like you know she's your boss but she's also your mom and you can talk about things whenever and I, it may sure like people i've people i say all the time i've heard i've heard before that yeah, mixing business with you know family and things like that you know things can get nitty-gritty but if you have professionalism about it knowing when to talk about things or how to talk about things and recognizing those roles i think it's not you can make it work i think neither of my sisters would have done well working with my uh, listening in Manny and Emily <laughs> and I think they know that too they know that like yeah. they, they wouldn't want to I knew the relationship I had with them yeah and I knew that it would probably work out well and if it didn't <laughs> I'll just get out of there go back to whatever I was doing and right and we'll carry on yeah and like I was like it's you know you have that fallback but it, it's nice that you have that fallback because like you said that professionalism professionalism and how you carried yourself at BDO um, I think that's definitely something people should walk away with is never burn a bridge or never leave a place being like, I'm doing this and never looking back at anyone who's back there because you never know what could happen and you always need something and you never want to leave on you know bad terms, never burn a bridge. So I think yeah, that's, that's a huge thing. To feel, take away that's why I feel leaving BDO is, you know, I let all of the people know that I worked with know that mm -hmm. I look up to them and that I liked working with them. And as much as I like the work I'm doing now more, I didn't hate the work I was doing absolutely right it's like this was a good opportunity for me to take where I can work with my family and and see myself being successful in a different way mm -hmm. hard to pass up and I think it's great that you mentioned that I, I again I mentioned pre-pod talk um that could be its own little segment but in pre-pod talk I mentioned I just I and this is also exclusive for people listening next week I did just put in my two weeks and you know like you said I think opportunity is something that you should definitely um not miss out on for sure there's you know never never stutter with opportunity if it's a good time to do it and you feel comfortable with it you know go with that and I'm sure as you told the people at BDO and it probably made leaving that much easier that was the reason why you were leaving it's just it was a good opportunity and you know no one can fault you for that and no one can say oh well you know that's that's stupid or like hey that's you know a bad reason for leaving and also it makes them say wow like you know he left the right way too I think a lot of people recognize and know when they're working that you come in a certain way and you leave a certain way too. And like the people that do leave a certain way and leave a good way, you know, stand out more too. like kind of what you were mentioning before. Yeah, actually just, just last week, one of my seniors from BDO gave, like messaged me on LinkedIn. He said, Hey, you have a minute to talk. And we got on the phone, started talking. He's bought a couple investment properties and needs, you know, is look, considering having a manager, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. To leave, to leave anywhere you, you go on a good note is, you know, those relationships exactly that's how you get from point Remember. a to point b sometimes uh -huh. and like and that's like you know it's it's definitely one of those things like 
don't be afraid to use those relationships. James and I harped on a little bit that your network can be your biggest value. And if there's, if you manage that guy's property, well, because you obviously will, but like when you manage that guy's property, well, he's going to say to his rich buddies, Hey guys, I, you know, I use these guys to manage my properties. And then it, it not saying that will happen, but you know, things like that can happen because utilizing your network correctly is, you know, to your advantage. So um, I think it's again, further reiteration. If there's one thing people walk away with today, it's do not burn a bridge. Do not ever like, you know, leave on a bad note. You know, it doesn't matter if you work with someone that's difficult, you know, be the high, be bigger person, take the high road. Just yeah. always leave on best note you can. It's better to save all those other bridges than, you know, burn them all just for one because you want to feel a little bit better. Yeah. I deal with a lot of people who, you know, are frustrating or, or you know, hard to work with at times in real estate because people will, people make emotional decisions and mm -hmm. everyone comes from it from a different perspective. But it, you know, even if it takes everything, just hold back the frustration and try not to communicate that. Once the deal's done, we can walk away, go our separate ways and never talk again. Mm -hmm. But if we, you know, if I am just going to blow up on you because I'm angry or whatever about something, well, then I know nothing good is ever going to come. Right. I as well, just, we both walk away. We all get paid. Everyone's done. If we never talk again, we never talk again. Right. Exactly. And um, no, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. And it, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I know before, um, obviously, you were doing that in your past as well. You also mentioned, uh, or not mentioned, because we never talked about it, but you, I, I vaguely remember you doing also some side stuff with DC United, not necessarily directly with them, but you were definitely doing, you know, some, you would say viral marketing maybe or something along that. Tell me a little about that. Or I, I, I don't know enough about it. If I just did yeah, yeah. marketing, I'm very sorry. But like, I just, I want to know about that. Cause I know that was all, that's again, just knowing your professionalism and who you are. That's obviously something, you know, I think you would thrive at as well. Pretty much just after graduating from tech, before mm -hmm. I started working that summer, had season tickets to DC United and I just kind of started a, mm -hmm. a fan page basically. Yeah. And I like graphic design and doing that kind of stuff. So I just like make designs, recorded some videos, doing some stuff, which that I am not really doing, but it, mm -hmm. was, it was fun to try doing some video stuff. Now I really just make, you know, like I just like doing graphic design type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, started doing that talking about the team posting designs things like that got a little bit of traction among dc united fan base just because it's like you know it's a pretty tight-knit yeah. fan base it's not it's not like the washington football team or anything so no. yeah it's like uh, i was gonna say it's pretty probably pretty tight new group group of people i would guess there's a facebook group right so like all that kind of stuff you know i i built some connections with my season ticket rep and then other mm -hmm. people just in DC United and like their social people and, and mm -hmm. uh, like photographer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, they, let's see, how did it happen? Actually a separate, a separate company was doing a commercial for like the MLS playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I was in the right, the right uh, WhatsApp group. And they're like, oh, you know, you're the DC United guy. Do you want to, can we interview you on camera for this playoffs commercial? I obviously said yes. Mm -hmm. I got to go there and, you know, like be in a, be in a commercial and just like little, little things like that. Um, 
And with the thing with the commercial hot, did you see any, you know, like we kind of talked cross promotional, did you see any benefit to like, you know, your page or anything like that? A little bit. I think that, I think that more, I just, it just like felt really cool to like, like that, like being active in this yeah. space was kind of paying off there. Mm -hmm. not, not necessarily a huge bump to my like DC United fan page, but more just like um, even the small recognition I was getting was like on a deep level, as opposed to being like wide and flat, it was narrow, but, but everyone that was involved or following or whatever was like really into it. So it was, it was good, to, good to see. Now I, now I do less. Oh, okay. True, true. Um, you know, that's not, but, um, anyways, yeah, I think there was like a huge, I, I'm kind of disappointed here that there isn't a connection, uh, between those two. And I think, do you think there was like just any particular reason it didn't like, you know, take off the way you maybe thought it would, or like not to say it didn't take off, who's to say it's unsuccessful, but. Um, I think that in the level of it is my effort that I put into it is kind that's of just like a hobby project. Right. So Great time. It, it, it's the thing that always just went on the back burner and mm -hmm. I was just like, well, I can con continue to run on this treadmill. And if I crank up the speed on this treadmill, then it'll keep, I'll keep growing and more people will see it. But at the same time, I'm already running on these other treadmills of like work and personal life and all that stuff. So this is just kind of like, I will set it to whatever speed I want to run at. And that's what it is. First off, that analogy was fucking, it was amazing. Thank you. That was, I, I hope everyone hears that part. That was a great analogy, but I think that's a great, just again, another showing, like I, I completely agree. You need to recognize as well, like, Hey, I, I don't have, it's going to take way too much more time away from me to these things or other important things in my life. So like, let's go ahead and put that on like a two or like a three. If I get to it, I get to it. If I can't, I can't. Um, so I, I definitely feel that. And thank you for that sweet. I might use that. No, if I, I might, I'll obviously cite my sources. Go for it. No, I've, I've heard 9, it. 21, 21 at 1210. I will cite my sources, but that, I like that analogy a lot. That's good. Good, good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like particularly social media type of stuff is, mm -hmm. is like that where it's like, oh, you didn't post for a week. People are like, eh, unfollow or the algorithm doesn't put you in their feed or whatever it is. Right you, you got to keep up with it or yeah. you just accept that you do it at your own pace. And that's that. It's funny. And you mentioned that I, I think it's also true. Like the people that, and the things that stay in the industry, regardless of, you know, they, that stand the test of time or just the ones that stand the test of time and stay there and are present in it and don't shudder away or fall away from like, you know, a bad wavering, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. And I think the ones who stay through it all and the successful ones at the end are the ones that have also been through all the downtimes as well, because how else can you get to the positive times without being like, this is a really bad time. How do we not do this again? Kind of thing. So I definitely think that's enough Two message number two for everyone to walk away with maybe third after the analogy. Um, definitely, definitely walk away with that. But um, you mentioned, let, let's talk about some fun stuff for sure. Cause we're, and sorry, James, there's going to be a section at the end there that I think it's definitely going to be super fun. Um, you mentioned college. Uh, I know where you went to school. You went to Virginia tech. That is correct. Yeah. I'm not gonna say go Hokies, but Hokies, great, you know, good for them. They unfortunately they lost this past week. Sorry to talk about sports, um, but unfortunately lost. I was talking to we have a, a mutual friend, Ethan Jones. I had just seen him recently. Um, we were talking back and forth, and it's funny he saw this coming. He was like, "I this is a Fuente classic. Like we always do well. We beat this team, and then we lost to uh, like with WVU, and like we got and because I think Tech was like 15, so like 
I got to shoot him a text and be like, hey, wow, you were really good at protecting tech sports. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's probably even more upset because people wanted people wanted Fuente out at, at tech. So they're like, okay, we're facing UNC week one. I hope we lose. Right, because then he's gone. <laughs> Another reason to get him out of there. And then they come in wins it. to the season rank 10. Uh-huh. And now it's like, oh, we should be beating this this West Virginia team. We don't. It's just it's just flip-flopping. Yeah, right. Too much back and forth. And that's like, and I, I would also say that first week when you guys played UNC, Tech got so much like publicity and like good publicity because like Lane Stadium was nuts. It was packed. You couldn't go on any social media site or anything without seeing some See, sort of yeah. action of gut, right? It, like everyone went crazy. So like that was, you know, I it, I could see why that'd be frustrating because like it's also like, hey, maybe maybe this is this is the year, but it's like yeah, no. it never is. Damn it! <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm also upset about this West Virginia because growing up, like my my obviously you know my parents went to Virginia Tech, so I was a, I was a Tech fan. Mm-hmm. And growing up with Tech in the Big East, the Black Diamond Trophy, Virginia Tech versus West Virginia was like a it was a mm-hmm. real rivalry. Yeah, that's been gone for the last I don't know ten years or whatever. So to see us play again is awesome. It just, it hurts to see us, us lose to them again. So you just gave us a talking note in the q and I'm very excited about. We are definitely going to talk about the, that. What was it called again? Can we talk about it? I didn't Black even know trophy. The, the, the what? The Black Diamond Trophy. I don't know Black if they even call the game that anymore. Right. That's, what it, that's what it used to be called. I, we, that has got a 31st. I remember from NCAA calling to call four. Dude, we got to talk about this. We got we to gotta talk about that at the Q&A section. That is going to be right. super fun. Oh, man. Wow. I don't even know. If, I don't even know about that. That is definitely a rivalry yeah. also I could get into. Like, oh, so much history there, I'm sure. Wow. Okay. Not to get people, sports people, listeners excited. But anyways, you went to Virginia Tech. Yep. Um, did you ever I, – I know I certainly had one. And I think some if some have them in different fashions – you know, it happens over, but I kind of, I, you know, everyone kind of has like a, oh no moment or like a, maybe like a moment where they're like in college that like things came clear. Did you ever have like a, a tech moment like that? Or tell me about like school that, you know, maybe got you in this direction you are in now. Yeah. I don't know if it, it was like a single moment, but the first semester of sophomore year, like out of the dorms, living in an apartment with friends, just, you know, College. basically like so much more freedom than just right? leaving to go to college I did not do do well in my classes and like that, that was the, that was one of those things where come that winter break I was just like oh man like I really did this didn't I this, mm-hmm. this is not good yeah. and I think that the guilt of telling my parents and like the shame of that was mm-hmm. bad but even more so for myself is just like, I think of myself as smart, hardworking, like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I see this, you know, looking at my grades online, I'm just like, this does not align with what I think of myself being. Right. And that just kind of set it off to be like, okay, I have to work a little bit harder. I have to, to like plug myself into this a little bit more mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I think some of that came from in high school, I felt like I didn't have to apply myself too much. And I did all right, at least like yeah. to what my standard was. <laughs> the application was lower and I, yeah. I still hit what my standard was. By that, that uh, fall semester of sophomore year, I found out that to be who I think I am, I have to try a little bit more. Yeah, that's first off, big life lesson there for sure. I think like it's a, like definitely having that mentality yourself and recognizing and being like, okay, there's a part of my life that's not like 
fitting that criteria like and I I it's funny we have the exact same one I I came home after my freshman year and I swear to god I think my GPA was like like almost, I don't even want to say it astronomically because I know the minute I do like people will start messaging me and be like dude that's rough but like it was it was I'm not gonna it was like a round out like a one three it was bad it was like okay I dropped classes I definitely did not handle this responsibility well and like like you said the hardest part was you know, I think I one put it on myself, but like the hardest part was like going to my parents and having to be like, you're not like sending me to college to do this kind of stuff. And like, I know that like, especially there's been a precedent sent before me with my siblings that, you know, academically you're supposed to succeed and do well. And they've done that. So for me not to do that is not acceptable. And I think it was just a, I, I can't, I can't do this. And like, it's, it's a running joke in my family, but like, I, like my dad didn't believe I was graduating in four years until he saw my name, like on the college of business thing and like saw me walk the stage. And he was like, okay, he did it. But even then he was like, is that even his diploma? Like he was like, so he wanted to make sure like I graduated in four years. And I think that was also what I took away too. was like, I know I have to graduate in four years. I'm sure I was the only senior taking 21 credit hours, but at the same time too, like, you know, I yeah, I had to do it. And yeah, I think if I didn't have that moment, I definitely would have been like, okay, I've been, pushing myself along to trying to get away with it and like put and finally like you know the bell's rung and I've got to you know face the music and do this, right? for me that semester was what led me to really focus on doing well and you know I, I got two I double degreed in finance and real estate and I'm really proud of that if I didn't if I didn't turn it around a little bit I would have I would have like yeah, yeah you know smoking weed and playing FIFA. <laughs> not a bad degree. <laughs> not Colin. I don't think anyone, and I hope, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I, and it's funny, you, you either, it was, it's bad that I remember the story, but I remember the exact moment we were, I think we were like, it was either that first semester. So he might've been in that same mix, but it was either the first semester right before we left for school. You told me the most important thing I ever learned in my life. And it was C's get degrees. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> if Colin told me that, I'm fucking, I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to do everything I can. The goal is to graduate in four years. And I just remember like hearing that and being like, Hey, he's not wrong. Like I'll still get my degree. I just need to change my work ethic. Cause yeah, it's too late to change that path now. But like, if I can change how I act and my work ethic, I can still be successful. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you so. know, the minimum bar, right? You, you set your goals, but know that yeah. as long as I, as long as I get here, I'm okay. I want to be here. Mm -hmm. If I can reach that higher bar. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I hope you, I think you did. And I like, and it's, I definitely, cause like you said, like I've, you know, always grown up being like, you know, my friend Colin is a, is a smart guy. And so like, especially like, you know, to hear you, like, especially if you had a tough semester, it yeah. definitely like, I feel bad for you. Cause I know that probably wasn't easy. And like, that was like probably super tough. So I definitely, you know, can understand where you're coming from, from there. And like, I definitely think I would never, you know, I always, you know, take care of myself, you know, my, my GPA, sure, it's if I, I've had to put on maybe, I think, one application since I've graduated school. Granted, I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life, and, you know, that's because of the decisions I made, but I definitely know the person who was getting those grades and what I'm doing now are not the same person, and, and yeah, that's all that matters. And I think, I think part of it is, at least for myself, I compared myself a lot to Emily, my older sister, and mm -hmm. she's just, like, stellar student, right? smart, successful at everything she does, and it's like, mm -hmm. I realized that we only ever compare up. You mm -hmm. only compare to people who are better than right. You. So, of course, it like you're always gonna feel, you know, 
uh, however you feel about comparing yourself to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully it motivates you, but it's also, it's also a way that you can put yourself down thinking this person has more, this person's better, blah, blah, blah. Right. But if you, if you look around, you have plenty of reasons to even just be, be happy where you are and let that motivate you. Like, Hey, I'm in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Let's work to keep this and make it better. That headspace. I agree. It's like, cause at the same time too, cause I, I'm sure it's at some point growing up, I, maybe some people have heard this in some aspect. It's, it's the whole concept of like, yeah, you, you play up to like that level that it might be above you, but you never want to play down to the, you know, blow below you, but don't, don't be unaware of what is down there you know just be in the present and like what's going on with you in that mind space or that headspace of okay this is what I got going on for me these are my skills what can I do with them and you know definitely I think kind of like the treadmill reference you did pick maybe two treadmills or three treadmills that you know you can crank up to you know a little bit higher than max and give it everything you can so this way at least you know you've got things going on that you can come back to for sure yeah yeah. And we are cranking through some great topics. I can't, I'm getting excited for the QA because of you know the, the black town ball. I'm just so excited. Oh, but at the same time, too, I definitely, you know, we have we have an agenda here on what do you know with Joe? We we stick to it. Um, so I guess, you know, before we do jump into open floor, and again, Colin, thanks for being on with me and being super candid and you know accommodating to everything. Um, you know, what would you especially since we've definitely talked a lot about, you know our previous selves and, you know, Hey, we definitely had some times where it wasn't the best. And it's like, Hey, we've definitely seen changes from there and made cognitive decisions. Hey, we got to change it up. I'm forgetful sometimes that I have that ability and able to do that. Be able to say, Hey, I got to get my stuff together. But, um, I definitely, uh, agree, uh, and think like, you know, you know, it's good to reflect and look back to, you you know, looking back now, would you change anything or like, you know, I, I know everyone usually says like, Hey, there's like parts of their time where like, no, they wouldn't want to change anything. But I know for sure, especially looking back and having like that moment, there's a lot I wouldn't change for sure. Probably mm-hmm. would want to get better grades. That would be a good, I think that's a logical one that I would want to change, but that makes sense. But like, say that though. right, exactly. But like the thought process and like how I did all that, I, I wouldn't change in like having that moment, realizing that I have to get my stuff together. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's, it's easy to say, oh, I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. I think that there, there actually are a few things. Like, I wish I had that moment sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I think that that um, I I loved going to Virginia Tech, but I was very like narrow-minded and this is where I want to go. Mm-hmm. I think that I would have enjoyed considering other places to study, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. I still, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I still would have gone to Virginia Tech, but I think that, I think that by the time I graduated, I realized that Mm -hmm. my priorities then were, I mean, naturally very different than when I was a senior in high school. Sure. So the things that I was looking for were different. And I, as a senior in high school, I didn't have the foresight to think, how will I feel? What will I think about Mm -hmm. when I'm 22 as opposed to 18? Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's anything that I would change this you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Past, like, nothing like that. I agree. And I, I again, now I, I feel as though, even though like I already knew you so closely, I learned so much every, every time. And again, I'm, I'm glad we got to dive into all that stuff because we usually, yeah. one, we, no, I wasn't going to go to the DC United game with you this upcoming week and be like, so let's talk about why you left PDL or like, let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, that transition and like the deep, you know, like 
fast call like no you just don't do that so i'm I want, i'm glad we got to set aside some time to talk about that stuff for sure um so now i didn't get to do this with james and he's probably a little upset but he can you know he'll come back on another time i want to definitely open it up dude what do you want to talk about are there any things that go to the top of your mind you're like dude let's chop this up and discuss it like let's 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 talk about anything is there anything open floor you want to talk about if we to to stay somewhat on happen tangentially to what we were talking about that of course. i think is an interesting thing to know from you because I I think about mentors a lot. I have my mom. I work very closely with my mom. Mm-hmm. It's like the best mentor I could have right now. Mm-hmm. But I also watch a lot of YouTube and listen to a lot of podcasts. And so like, I feel like those people online are my mentors. I can't face-to-face ask them things, but yeah, I get so much value out of that. I would want to know who you think of as mentors or people who guide you places and, and that kind of stuff like do you <clears throat> in person in person or, on, or online like yeah 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 what guides you in yeah I, and there's a couple of things i think like and i think there's things we totally overlook that we think are like we don't recognize our guidance or kind of like molding how we want to do things so like in real life um definitely my dad um is you know a my dad and my, I would say my dad and my mom, but I know a lot of the time, you know, I, I, when I think about like my dad and like how, you know, what he did and like how he worked and, you know, his background, it is very similar to what, you know, to how my life kind of has rolled out so far. Um, and so I, I definitely know, you know, he's been successful and he was able to raise a family, go back to school, um, you know, do all that. And still like, you know, we were still able to have, you know, a, a good life. So I, I definitely, look to my dad for a lot of things or, you know, look to say, Hey, like, or if, you know, especially what I do for my work. Um, if I ever have like a question, you know, or, you know, how I should handle the situation things like that. I always try to, you know, just tap in and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Or I don't know this is all going on and it sounds crazy, but you know, am I crazy for thinking this way kind of thing? And, you know, just try, like, just, again, just talking with him. I, it, it's helped me a lot, you know, for sure. Um, and then I, as far as online, I would say, not so much with like our like fantasy group messages, but, you know, I think staying in contact with, you know, people from different aspects of my life has definitely helped. Um, but also, you know, there's a, I have like a group message with one of my buddies or from my, with my buddies from school, some of them you had at the wedding. And we definitely all, you know, we all talk about what we're doing in our lives. And like, you know, my buddy, Mike, who was uh, at my wedding, he, you know, he just moved in with his girlfriend, which is awesome. And, you know, my other buddy, um, you know, he, or in, Mike too just started a new job and then my other buddy Alex he's you know also starting a new job this uh this year and then I learned about my buddy in New York as well and these help guide me I think by staying in contact with everyone and also knowing like what they're doing and you know I had no idea like you know my buddy Flynn or Chris he's in you know he does finance I had no idea like the difference between like you know corporate and like like little individual accounting and I didn't even like really even talk to him about it but just like you know talking to him and like seeing the group message and rolling back and like, just, you know, saying, Oh, wow. Like, you know, Hey, that's, I, I didn't know that before is, you know, a piece that I can definitely use to say, okay, Hey, like, you know, look into this more if you're interested. Um, as far as online, uh, I don't think so. I, I, I was, I, I'm unfortunately the one podcaster that probably listens to like zero podcasts, like maybe one or two. And they're probably not good examples of like mentor podcasts, but I would definitely also say like, I, the term and the term, and let me get this right. When you say mentor, do you mean like, you know, definitely, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's older than you, but someone you look for, for like guidance and like someone you would definitely want yeah, to yeah, I think like the, the 
how people say the five, look at someone's five closest friends or whatever, and you can, uh-huh. it'll tell you everything you need to know. I think about that, like whether it's in person or online, like there's this one guy on YouTube named Meet Kevin. This, his name's Kevin Paffrath. He uh-huh. just stocks, real estate, you know, mm-hmm. happenings in the government, current events and all that. And I, I'm like, I consume hours of his content every week. Okay. I feel like he's one of those five people. Okay. I guess I'm just thinking of stuff like that. That's pretty, and I, and so thinking about that too, that's again, what I, like kind of what I said, you know, there's probably people that I use, like that I would say are like mentors or someone that's content that I follow a lot to like gain access to. But um, I would definitely say, yeah, like it, I, I definitely have a lot more real life mentors for in that, like, you know, people that I always look to and like try to get guidance from. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have a bad, te- or I used to, definitely and there I find my times or find myself sometimes still kind of doing that is uh using or finding people and saying okay can I use this person as a mentor as opposed to like trying to compare myself and be like I need to like you said get to that level uh, definitely need to I, I definitely feel like I could look back and there's definitely you know people that I've overlooked for sure but I don't know when you say or who do you, besides that one, who else would you say is, and your mom would you say is a mentor to you for sure? Someone you can definitely just be like, I would follow in their footsteps. Um, I think less, less so now. Mm-hmm. But my old manager at BDO, a guy named Kazra, he was like, just like had that work ethic where I was always like, I will never work as hard as this man. Mm-hmm. And because I was just like, he does it all. And you know, stuff like a guy like that we mentioned my mom or meet Mm -hmm. Kevin who's also just like those are the people I really look up to are people that work way harder than me Mm -hmm. because I think that I I need that kind of motivation like my general or like standard level is kind of good enough Mm -hmm. but in my head I want to be great and so I look to these people and I'm like damn they work really hard and they just on top of it so I think any kind of people like that. Really, I think of it like these people are a Venn diagram Mm -hmm. and I just try to find where they all cross over and be in that that center point Mm -hmm. of working hard, working smart, being knowledgeable, all that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm definitely gonna also walk away from after we have our conversation and think about who I, who I like, because I definitely know they're out there if but like who I actually like have as like a mentor and like keep use that motivation because like like I said I definitely you know everything you just mentioned definitely you know criteria fits you know my, my dad I think works 10 times harder for me and that you know motivates me to want to you know if not the same then some provide for my family one day um yeah. but you know I definitely think uh I'm trying to think off the top of my, I you know there's you know people like like my brother who works in like the beer industry I had no, until I went to his job and like saw what he did and like saw like, you know, everything that goes into it, you know, I had no idea how, you know, much like after just learning the process, I didn't realize how much, you know, and not, I don't want to say how, like, I never, I didn't think my brother was stupid, but at the same time, like, I didn't realize the full depth and capacity of his job and how not only smart you have to be, but also like what that can lead you to do. And also I just, first off, brewing beer is awesome, but I would definitely say, you know, think, you know, my brother, Anthony is definitely another person that like I look to and would say, you know, he does the right thing. And he always, not only does he do the right thing, but he does his, you know, even though it may not be easy, he's doing the, you know, the process right. And it always, you know, 
time and time again, you always see in the back end that it works. Um, and I would definitely say, you know, being someone who is definitely categorized as uh, impulsive and tries to, you know, do too much first and then look back and be like, damn, I probably should have slowed down. Uh, I could definitely learn from like a process person or learn more about someone who like, you know, even though in that situation when it's, you know, tough and you don't want to do the process or something that seems easy, you know, or that seems tough, tougher than it actually is, you know, emulating that person who no matter all, no matter what, like you said, just gets it done and always, you know, is consistent in that aspect. I, I would definitely say I want to walk away and be like, hey, who else on, you know, would add to my list? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And there are, there are people who have different approaches to all that kind of stuff and they mm -hmm. all, you can learn a lot from all of them. Mm -hmm. I would say so. I, I definitely uh, want to ask you for sure, since you asked me about mentors, who, and I, when I asked this to James, it definitely, uh, I, I, you know, I, I feel like I rushed it a little bit. And especially after our conversation, I definitely want to know like who you would definitely, but if you had like, if you were in my chair, so like switch, if you were just, you know, interviewing people, talking, asking, who would you like realistically, like, like I pre-pod talk as well, before I talked to Colin kind of in, in, in interluding to what we, what I might be doing on the podcast, I today reached out to probably like 25 uh, or 20, 25 MBA and WMBA agents to try and, you know, get some more people on the podcast, learn about different topics. And um, I would say it definitely, uh, you know, you know, was something that I was really interested in wanting to get them on because I really wanted to interview them. So in a realistic mindset or someone you would definitely think that you could get on the show or on your show, who would you want to like interview and talk to and just learn what they think is important and, you know, what they have to say? the the first one that comes to mind is i don't know maybe it feels like just sort of a cop-out answer <laughs> is, well the first two are my brother-in-law rj <laughs> yes <laughs> and I, mean, I would just love to listen to that you, you and rj they're both they're both very different people uh -huh. but they they both have very um i guess like they they both have a have a distinct way of doing things that are very different, but produce similar results. Like RJ is, RJ works doing some real estate development type of work. And he's like super well read on, on all types of current events and well researched on everything around his work. And, you know, very intelligent lad, for sure. he's just like, yeah, he's just an intelligent, well-researched, well-read mm -hmm. person who is at least from, from my perspective and talking to him, he's just like, he makes very informed decisions and he, he won't pull the trigger until, until he knows just about everything he can about what he's doing, where my mom is kind of the opposite and just like trust her gut and we'll just go with it if it feels right. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, over the years that's worked out well. Right. I think that those, those two people you could, would both individually be interesting people to interview because um just because of their their approaches to things uh, yeah and like like you said i i definitely like if anyone that doesn't like you just described both those people knowing both those individuals you described them to a t like that sounds like that sounds pretty <laughs> accurate for sure and like i agree i think getting them into talking together would just be awesome and i think 
like you said, they may have different processes, but that trait of success and that trait of, you know, like you said, your mom has a gut feeling, but I'm sure it comes from somewhere. Like you said, that's why AKA have the conversation, but like, it's that singular trait of like either success or I like to call it like fear of failure. And that like, mm -hmm. I use it as like an internal motivation, you know, to not either lose what I have or to gain more what I don't have. Um, I definitely think that's a singular trait that people, you know, no matter where you come from have and in different forms of way, they get to that same end goal. And I definitely think while I'm like off right, you're like, these people definitely would not be the same or they would almost laugh at each other processing. But I feel like you find out very quickly, some things overlap, some things, you know, some things are very similar. And like you said, they're both well-researched, well-spoken individuals. If I go back to, to myself being a realtor real quick, I think of, of myself much more like, uh, like RJ in that I, I myself will like, before I do anything, I'm going to study it and research or watch a video or whatever mm -hmm. for, you know, hours, if that's, if that's what it takes for me. Mm -hmm. And being a realtor, I get calls all day. I get emails, people asking questions, all that kind of stuff. And mom's just like, pick up the phone and ask and figure it, figure it out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I can't figure it out until I know everything. And then, and then I have it figured out and then I'll answer the question. And it's taken a lot of training for me to just be like, answer the phone and prepare that. Like, don't have a prepared response. Just be ready to answer it when it comes, even if I haven't done all the research and don't know everything. Mm -hmm. So I, there's, so there's a balance to find between everyone's different approaches. And it's, I, it's funny you mentioned that because after when I was listening to that, I started thinking, I was like, I am definitely the same kind of person that's like your mom. Whereas like, I'd, I'll do some, pre, I'll do some preliminary research, but like, I'm going to call and I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to learn not only about them, but you know, I need to learn what they, what's important to them. So like, sure. I, maybe it's like a coping thing, but like I, and I'm sure there's like a process for it, but I'll call them and give an understanding of okay, like, you know, hey, introduce myself and want to, you know, I know some things about you, but what's important to you? Let me get a sense of what's important to you. Let me learn from you what you need. Okay. I, sure. I don't, ha I may, may have some answers now. I may not, but let me come back to you and I'll get all those answers. And now I know what's important to you or what's on the top of your mindset or what's going on. But I think having, after hearing what you said, for sure, if you do that extra step of research or go one extra, you know, don't stop asking yourself, hey, like, what's one more piece of information someone might ask me, keep doing that extra step. I think you, you start shifting into that. I've prepared myself so much before this call that no matter what they say, I'm probably going to have the answer. But if they don't, they're a really smart individual as well, or they know things, or they know something too. So like, I, it's fun. I'm glad you brought that up for sure, because I yeah. think there's no, there's no way to say though that one is, you know, if, if a process works for someone and you're getting, you know, success out of it, something is working right there. Just need to iron out the details. I think, I think RJ and my mom would be two people that would be worth reaching out to, to have a conversation. Also, yeah. just one other thing that just came to my mind is they're both very good leaders mm -hmm. uh, and, and with different, with different styles too. Right. So, yeah, I would, that's two people I would recommend. I'm definitely going to, uh, I, RJ does a part podcast, right? I believe he does he? Um, less so recently, but, but yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like basketball and sports stuff. Hey, yeah. Oh, it's all good. Sure, exciting. <laughs> Colin, Colin is literally jumping out of his seat for the thought that RJ is going to bring back that podcast <laughs> or bring it, you know, put it higher on his treadmill. But 
Um, okay. I like those two. I like those two. Those are obvious. And also those are two individuals I think would, you know, drop so much knowledge, like you said. And I honestly, even though it's like the Joe Kafira, what do you know with Joe Kafira? What do you know with Joe? Quickly, very quickly, I feel like they'd have more research and ready to go than me and be like, oh, Joe, we, we could talk about X more things. I'd be like, all right, uh, I was not ready for this. Um, but okay. Uh, okay. I like that a lot. Um, well, you know, I think for sure um, we've mentioned a lot of good things about mentors and people that you know in our lives that have helped mold us. And I also think we had, a, we said we had a good conversation about previous, previous past selves and previous things that we've done have been like, Phew. We kept going down that path. I don't know where it would have ended for sure. And I think we each can point to different things that have helped us in that. Um, I want to also continue the conversation. Um, I, I I think we have some more things to talk about. And obviously, I'm not forgetting because I almost just did. Okay, top of your knowledge. What? Tell me a little bit about this West Virginia and Virginia Tech rivalry from the top. Because if we talk about it and we put it into fruition, people start talking about it, and then we potentially get something on ESPN about a 30 for 30 about this this rivalry that I, that sounds like it could be all fucking off. Like at some point you had like Virginia tech, Virginia tech was in the big East still when Vic was at QB, right? Like early in his career. So like, mm-hmm. you could have had like Vic, the, I don't want to say Randy Moss, but like you had, you had the era of Michael Vic and Marcus Vic, both, both in rivalry games against West Virginia. See, that's like, story of like leaving, leaving the stadium Talk about it. Uh, and the coaches are like, wear your helmet because these West Virginia fans are throwing batteries. They're throwing drinks, like all this stuff when we walk into that, to that stadium in West Virginia. That's sick. And that's so the bus coming to the stadium, all that kind of stuff. I, you know, who would be a fun, you know, speaking of interviews, that would be, that would be one of the first things I would talk about if I interviewed like Frank Beamer, I'd be like, tell me about that rivalry. And like, I don't think it gets enough appreciation. Like, sure. There's the Commonwealth Cup, but until like last year, that was just competitive. And even then you could argue that, I don't know, but either way, like, you know, I, I think that was something that got missed in time or maybe like missed in passing of the information generation, because that to me, like when you, when you say that off the bat, like West Virginia, Virginia Tech, like they're two big enough schools that like would have that kind of rivalry. And the fact that they did, and it's not more talked about, like that's, I mean, heck, there's probably so many people in our area who have kids and or are, have siblings that one went to one, one went to the other. And right. so, you know, it's just it's one of those things that I feel like should be talked about. You hope it doesn't get lost in history. No, absolutely. And that's why I hope that's us talking good. about it. I'm going to keep ha- every podcast from here on out. I'm going to drop it once and be like, did you guys? It's, it's the Black Diamond Black Rivalry. Diamond Black Diamond Trophy. Anytime anyone else comes on, I'm going to be like, you guys ever heard of the Black Diamond Trophy? Look it up, pass it along. And then sure enough, Colin, two years from now, if I see a 30 for 30, I'm going to put, I'm just going to send this. And I'll say, yeah. I'm going to CC like, you know, some high, like quick, like, you know, Johnson and Johnson law firm and be like, we're suing the fuck out of these guys. <laughs> we, we brought this back up. We, we have the real story. We know what it's all about, but I, I definitely want I, that rivalry to me would be sick. I, I just feel like you could today, especially like that would just be, I hope they eventually end up in the same conference again somehow. So that can be brought back up. That's probably the way to go probably the way to push it but i since it's the open floor time and you know we've i mean we've tackled some great topics today i think again i can't thank you enough for joining me um i want to leave q a open but do you have anything else that you want to talk about for the people to hear or for us to chop up and you know get some more insight on um 
I'm not sure that I that I really do have anything. Um, Make this I just like a anyone program. listening that if they're interested in buying, selling, or renting real estate to reach out to yes. me. Or, or honestly, as a friend, if you have questions about literally anything, you need recommendations of contractors, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Real estate related question, I can answer. Yeah. That's the kind of that's the kind of person that I want to be is, is helpful, knowledgeable, and, you know, just reliable. Well, I can tell you what, my friend, from, from the other side looking over, that's the picture you emulate for sure. It's like I said, what I've seen in you since we were we lads is Colin's a smart guy that knows a lot and he carries himself in a very respectful way. So I can't thank you enough for joining me, my dude. I'm very excited for this Vamos United game this weekend. Uh, I can't wait to chop this all up and look back and talk about it. I don't think this will be the last time you're on for sure. I'm definitely, you know, I, there's, there's something happening where Bobby's that for sure. I, I, I just would love to get inside that brain. Uh, I'm going to get Bobby on here, but the post Bobby talk, I'm going to need some, I, we're going to need to chop up that for sure and talk about things. And that's Uno, Uno numero one. I'm going to want you on there. So we'll definitely get you back on the pod. Um, but Colin, I had a lot of fun as always. I think we had some great talks and, can't wait to have you back on again, but thank you for sitting down with me today. It was super duper fun. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you. We'll get, we'll get back into it for sure. I think, I think we got something going here. Yeah. All right, man. See you All soon. Right. Yeah. Oh, super fun. Happy fun time with my buddy, Colin. That was a lot. Uh, I can't put it any better. It was a lot of fun. I want to thank Colin for jumping on. Um, other than those two little audio faux pas that were on my behalf, none of that went to Colin. Colin is a professional. That was not very professional of me. Other than those little two audio faux pas, I think we were okay. It was a great interview. Had some great conversations. I want to take this time also with the audio faux pas. I recognize when I make mistakes, but I want to thank everyone who's listened to the podcast for sending me constructive criticism and how I can get better. Uh, yes, I will be getting a microphone. Uh, no spoiler alert, but there will be an outro song. Um, and you know, I'm going to look into the apps for sounding and everything everyone sent me. Thank you very much. I, the only way I'm going to get better is listening to what the listeners are saying. So thank you very much. Uh, but going back to Colin and I's conversation, it was a lot of fun talking about, um, how we kind of had something similar go on in our college career. Um, you know, that one made me feel a lot better because it made me feel as though like I could relate to something even, you know, another, there was another thing I could relate to, you know, with Colin that we both went through that was something similar. Um, but you know, it shows just, you know, I think we both recognized that there was at one point a time where we both said, Hey, this isn't how we think of ourselves and this isn't how we should carry ourselves. And this isn't what, you know, the people before us, uh, did or set the precedent of, and, our parents definitely expect a little bit more out of us and we know, you know, what we should be doing. So it was, it was good to have that kind of moment together. Um, and you know, could relate to one another there. It was, you know, really fun talking about, um, you know, not only, uh, his job and how he's been, you know, one of the few people I've seen make his career switch, but for really genuine reasons and that, you know, they just want, they found, they had an opportunity to do something really cool and fun. So they did it. Um, Colin did a fantastic job with helping me find my place in Ashburn. We went to, two, three places before this, Colin walked through everything. Rachel was also there. Thank you, Rachel. Um, walked us through the entire house, you know, told us, showed us the ins and outs. And it was great working with Colin because yes, you can go on Zillow and you can do your own research, but that's the benefit of working with a, you know, a property management company um, is that they will do a lot of that work and know a lot of the ins and outs. They get to see things, you know, houses that go on the market sooner than what you would see on those apps or, you know, anything like that. So 
don't be afraid to reach out because Colin said he's a friend. He would be willing to do it for anyone just as he would do it, do it for me. He would treat you just like he would treat me as a friend. So definitely, you know, if you're looking for a property, if you're doing all that, talk to Colin for sure. Uh, definitely hit up Richie Management. Um, and um, I, I really, really honestly don't think we I, – I think we ta- uh, tapped on it or tapped into it, famous phrase of the pod, tapped in. I think we tapped in a little bit. It's just, you know, the reason why Colin left BDO and kind of the reason I'm leaving, you know, my job uh, currently and moving to somewhere new is don't, you know, miss a chance for – take a chance on opportunity. Don't miss an opportunity to, you know, take a chance. And, you know, if there, if it's there – Go for it if it's something that's you know good for you and it's you know you don't think it's gonna be there in a you know a couple months or it won't you know come around again. Don't be afraid to take a chance on you know an opportunity. Um, so I I can't thank Colin enough also for bringing you know to the surface the famous I I would say famous and something that needs to be talked about way more uh, Black Diamond Trophy. If you are a West Virginia University or Virginia Tech fan big sports fan likes rivals. We got to get this, you know, we got to get 30 for 30 involved. Someone call Frank Beamer, get the ins and outs. We need to know what this rivalry was like. You know, you think that this rivalry, especially because they were in the Big East together and the name of the uh, trophy comes from, uh, you know, the coal that's found in the Appalachian Trail, hence Black Diamond. um, And that's shared between West Virginia and Virginia. Um, So I, I think it's a great rivalry. There's been so many great players that have probably played against each other from those schools and, you know, probably have some of the best, like Tavon Austin and Geno Smith, definitely. And you think of people like Michael and Marcus Vick, you know, all these great players who probably had great games in those stadiums. And you think about the environments that they had to play in, kind of like what Colin mentioned, I think we need to bring that back. So someone called 30 for 30. I don't know what we need to do. Netflix does sports documentaries now. We should call the, I don't know. Let's figure it out, but let's get it, let's get it going. Um, I think I did it. I didn't do the best job. I didn't do the best job of getting better as a host this week. Um, I think there were times where you could hear, like, Zoom picked up me, like, either trying to comment or, you know, not waiting for Colin to finish. So I apologize for that. If you missed at the end, Colin wanted to interview his mom and RJ Garcia. Um, I think I fall, like, in the interview said, I fall on the side of Mrs. Richie of, you know, I like calling people and finding out all that information and, you know, I will do research first, but if I have questions, that's okay. Have them answer. That's how I'm going to find out, you know, what's important to them and, you know, only want to get the pertinent information that, you know, is pertinent to them. So I think, you know, that, that that's where I think I fall on that. Not just, like I said, I don't, I think both sides have great, you know, there's success in both sides. And I think a lot of qualities overlap, but it's just little things like that that make them different. Um, I, I, again, just had a lot of fun talking to Colin. Can't wait to have him back on soon. Um, time to move on to post-pod talk. I don't plan to always do post-pod talk by myself. I want to have a guest come on. I think it's just a further way to grow more knowledge and share some more stories. So uh, tune in next week for a, a guest on post-pod talk. But we'll kind of jump into post-pod talk. Um, we're going to get into one of my favorite new segments of the pod. I think everyone can get, you know, into this, but we are going to get into, I think everyone, you know, I, and one of the things I heard from people, and I think it's, it's, it's something that I want to do, but I realized, you know, this is something that can do that is, you know, talk about topics everyone wants to hear. So go do a run through of, of, do a run through of how I would, you know, you're going to get a rundown of how I see, you know, the, the world in that, you know, there's sports, new, or weather, politics, arts, finance, things all under the sun. On uh, a new segment I like to call Swapath. Uh, next week we will definitely have um, a soundbite to go with that. But Swapath is, like I mentioned, the sports, weather, politics, arts, 
and finance. Uh, we're going to start SWPAF with the first letter in the acronym, sports. Uh, things that happened this weekend in sports. Um, again, also, these, these happened in sports, and I know I'm missing some sports. Uh, this week, we're going to touch on football, uh, baseball, and golf. I'll try to incorporate a new sport every week. Um, make sure I, you know, do research into everything. You know, so next week probably, you know, see some soccer on there. Maybe some rugby. Uh, try, you know, I'll have a, you know, something that you know, trying to develop more fan base of. You know, get you know Aussie rules football. I don't know, but this week we've got football, baseball, and golf. In football, East Carolina University, my alma mater. Uh, if you hear a squeaky noise, Winnie has just found her new or her favorite toy. Uh, so she, you know, is giving her background with that in the squeaks. Um, pod game, if you guys want to play, count as many, you know, squeaks you guys can hear. Um, uh, ECU won. They moved to two and two. Um, you know, I think Mike Houston's doing a great job with the team, moving in the right direction. I think we should be three and one three weeks, three weeks ago, right? We played South Carolina. Should have won that game. But water under the bridge, some say. So moving on from there, uh, Georgia, University of Georgia, beat Vanderbilt University 62 to nothing. And uh, – I mean, friends, did we, did, are we sure, Vanderbilt showed up, right? They were, they were there, because maybe, maybe they got, they, maybe they, maybe they, I, I'm a big date, people mix up dates all the time, but 62 nothing is, is outlandish, that's not even a field goal, I, I didn't know that was still possible, especially for, like, an inter-conference um, game, so, wow, 62 nothing there, NC State won in two, double overtime, uh, over ninth ring Clemson, uh, shout out to Ruffin McNeil. Ruffin McNeil used to be the football head football coach at East Carolina University uh, through 2015 through 2016, I believe. Uh, and then he was let go. I think he should have still been there. That's neither here nor there. But congratulations to you, Ruffin. Still succeeding, still kicking ass. Um, Woo Pig Suey. Uh, that is in relation to the University of Arkansas. And University of Arkansas is firing on all cylinders, some would say. Uh, they beat number seventh ranked Texas A&M this past week, and they are hot. Uh, as a couple people know, uh, as we put in uh, one of our group chats, we we were big on taking the plus five and a half uh, on Arkansas that game. So that was huge, uh, huge dub. Uh, and then a tough Liberty loss to Syracuse. Um, you know, I I am a big Malik Willis fan. Uh, I there's potential that he gets drafted to my favorite NFL football team, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, Malik finished with 209 yards in the air, three touchdowns and 49 rush yards. It's a pretty good day. I would say it's a pretty good day. Even though they lost Syracuse, I, I guess it's a good team, both three and one. Um, but, uh, I would love to see that in next year. Give me a dual threat quarterback with all those weapons we've got. Defense will eventually figure himself out itself out, but you know, that's very excited for that. Um, moving into baseball, a couple, two top things with baseball is the Yankees swept the Red Sox this week. Um, it weekend, I should say, uh, in the most his, or most, I would like to say my favorite. Uh, well, I'm also a Yankees fan, but um, one of the most uh, historic rivalries in sports, uh, Yankees Red Sox. Yankees swept. They are two games up in the wild card now. Uh, not just going to talk about the Yankees. Moving over to the NL, the Cardinals are on a heck of a streak. Um, they went from I think it was like eight percent chance to over a ninety percent chance now uh, to make the playoffs. They we're on a 15-game win streak, extended it to 16 this week or yesterday. They got a W. They are five games ahead of uh, in the NL wild card. Great things going on with the Cardinals. They're just, wow, none of the team firing on all cylinders. Um, NFL parlays that I have, mixing a little bit of sports game in there. I would say, and I know this probably only means something to me, um, but if I start, which I probably will start moving to straight bets, I think this is something to be said. I like parlays. And for those of you who don't know what a parlay is, just like me, I did not know what a parlay is. Parlay is when you put five, 
if I say five or six, like that's a good number. But most people probably only do like three or four because it's realistic. I like sometimes doing 11 to, you know, 17 as well. But um, a parlay is when you put multiple bets into one bet and they all have to hit for you to have the payout. It's a very potential – for me, I see it as it's low risk, risk high reward. Uh, you only have to put in sometimes that the odds are crazy enough. You can put on a, you know, 50 cent to win – 258 bucks, but at the same time, like 11 things have to go right in the game, and that's crazy. But at the same time, um, they're a great time. But uh, I, in probably the past week, I've had seven parlays that have hit all but one. And uh, if you think about it, if they're each at least only four legs, that's 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 seven wrong, and like 20, probably like 23, right? 24, right? Like something like that. I don't know. It's probably 23, right? Um, maybe more than that. I don't know. It's it's something like that, but it's significantly to the point where I was on it like a hot streak. Where well, I don't count a hot streak because I didn't hit. But if I move those to straight bets, I'd be up a lot of units right now. So, anyways, sorry I went on a tangent there. Uh, the only things that hit for me uh, yesterday were Falcons at plus two and a half over the Giants and the Titans at minus five and a half over the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Ravens at minus eight did not hit. The Raiders at minus three and a half did not hit, and Seattle at minus one and a half did not hit. Um, you never know. Go into next week, seeing what could happen. Uh, moving on to the next part of SWPAF, uh, is politics, uh, or excuse me, I jumped ahead. We are not done with sports. The Ryder Cup, USA crushed it. Um, they, I think they, I, I forget the final score, but they, you know, at one point, I think it was like 13 to six. I'm not sure how the scoring exactly works for it, but you know, it's total points. Someone could probably tell me. Um, but they crushed it, uh, beat team Europe. Uh, everyone looked like they were celebrating. I did even see that, you know, they did uh, on camera, you know, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau are friends now and like hugged it out. So we'll see where that goes. But um, that, that'll that wrap it up of the sports section. Sorry for preemptively ending uh, the sports section. But moving on to weather, uh, we are now in the autumn equinox. Uh, I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe for all of those uh, weather uh, aficionados out there, I believe we have a summer and winter solstice and then a spring and fall equinox so we are in the we are in the spring or excuse me fall or autumn equinox uh and it's you probably notice some you know fall things happening uh leaves changing cooler cooler in the daytime around the 70s it's definitely that time of year where you know it's like 48 to 50 degrees in the morning here or for all of us here in the virginia area it's like 48 degrees in the morning and then a good like 80 we're high 70s at the end, so no one knows what to put on. So that's good. Uh, moving on to the P in SWPAF politics. Again, I don't like to take sides, but I want to just produce knowledge. Use, this is a vessel for getting the knowledge out there. So um, in local Virginia news, Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin will be debating against one another, one another on the 28th. That is tomorrow, Tuesday. Tune in for that. Um, you know, their commercial, they're putting their dukes up. They, you know, recently the commercials have been going back and forth. Um, you know, I, it, it seems like, you know, one says, I'll jump this high. The other says, okay, I'm going to jump this high. So, you know, they're going back and forth. So tune in that if you're interested. Uh, as far as, like, big, you know, honestly, the, the, the way the last debate went, too, they might murder each other before it's all said. And I don't know. They, they definitely don't agree with one another. But, I mean, they agree to disagree. That would be a good question to ask them for sure. I definitely think I would crush being a moderator for a political debate. I don't think a lot of you would agree. I think a lot of you would say, Joe, it needs to be serious. And I would be serious. I would ask those questions. But I think I have questions that the real people want to hear. You know, I want real stuff. Like, where are we on bullet trains? What would you do for bullet trains? They probably don't have enough to, you know, 
they can't do too much there, but at the same time, I, what do they think on it? That's what I want to know. Um, the House Budget Committee approved the $3.5 trillion spending. Don't know how you feel about that, but just want to let you know that happened. Um, in other news, Disney workers are suing Disney Corporation, Disneyland, for more money and better – they want better wages and better hours. Uh, so they are suing for more money. Uh, check into that if you're interested. Um, moving on to the next part um, is the arts section. You guys can't see me, but I'm doing some arts dancing right now. Um, so arts section, these are some music uh, coming out. One, I uh, don't know who, who is and who isn't um, a Broadway fan, but as many as you've probably seen, if you are, the Tonys were this past, past weekend. Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, was the host for that, I, I think. Um, Loki was there. I know his name's not Loki, but Loki was there. His name right now is B. Getting away from a name, so I'm going to call him Loki. Um, but um, coming on in the music world and the arts, uh, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett are dropping their album October 1st. So if you like that genre, uh, check it out. On October 15th, Coldplay will be dropping their new album, Music of the Spheres. Not Music of the Triangles, of the Cubes, of the Pyramid. The Spheres. I wonder if that's like an illusion of planets. I'd love get them on the pod. We have to ask. But that's coming out October 15th. Also in October, you got Young Thug's Punk. Toby Keats, Peso in My Pocket, Zach Brown Band's The Comeback, also some music that got released this past week, um, and also into this week in the EDM world, uh, Boys Noise dropped Polarity, uh, EDM says it's a great music uh, uh, album, yikes, that was rough, but go listen to Polarity, uh, Boys Noise, uh, also what dropped uh, Blank, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, B-L-A-N-K-E, dropped his New single, Breathe. Um, and last thing in the EDM world, uh, Ray Volpe dropped a new mix. Contains 49 unreleased tracks from himself, Adventure Club, Nightmare, and more. So go check out those genres as well if you're interested. Moving on now to finance. Again, I don't think anyone should be taking financial advice from me. Um, I think my friends know that. I think people close to me. Pretend, I, I mean, I just don't. Um, but moving on into finance, um, from what I read and it sounds like stocks are relatively flat this week. Um, crypto dropped after China banned all transactions. Experts say the main grievance uh, for it was the unregulated nature of crypto. And as a crypto inve- uh, investor, I do a lot with Shiba Swap and um, you know things of that nature. Um, it is very, it is a very volatile market, uh, volatile market. However you pronounce it, I don't know. Um, it's, you know, one day Elon Musk can tweet one thing and it's doing great. Another, you can tweet another day and it goes down. So it is very volatile. Do with that what you will. Um, what else? Um, I think that will wrap it up for this week's uh, portion of Swapath. Next week, like I said, we will have um, a, a, a noise in there for sure, like a whoosh or I don't know yet. We'll find one. But um Swapath, that that covers Swapath. Please let me know if you like tune in or jump in on Swapath. Um, I, I will definitely have my live guest hosts, uh, or not live guest hosts, live guests with me. Uh, also, um, jumping in on Swapath, but uh, you know, very very excited for that. So hope hope you enjoyed this first uh, Swapath um, rundown. So things also I saw and thought about this week. Um, I, I thought about this and like I'm curious to know what everyone else thinks. Probably a stupid question. Um, well, there are no stupid questions. That's probably an easy answer question. Um, do you think, like, presidents, politicians, and all those individuals have, like, 
regular days. You know, like I, I saw the other the other day I was watching the news and they had um, it, what essentially looked, I think it was the UN. Essentially, it was just a global meeting of the world's most important, you know, prime ministers, presidents, elected officials, everyone that in like one. It was like the most, you know, uh, political college lecture room ever. That's what it looked like, essentially. But, um, you know, I was wondering, like, you know, just like a regular, you know, once, once, you know, that wraps up, do you think like a group of them just say, hey, we're all going to Chipotle? Or like, you know, do you think, do you think on like Tuesdays, Mitt Romney goes to Chipotle? You know, he, he makes the time into his schedule. Like, I mean, you know, Joe Biden's got his ice cream stuff. Do you think, like, and we, and there's stories about like, you know, Obama going to like Ben's Chili. Like, I'm just curious, do you think they have regular days? I know when you join that, you know, like that realm, that job or field of political forum, you kind of lose or throw away a lot of those, you know, that life of private privacy or, you know, you kind of lose all that. That doesn't exist really anymore. But at the same time, you know, there's still regular, you know, activities that, you know, they can do. So I'd be very curious there. Um, Let me know what you guys think and friends think of that. Uh, I had a great adult Sunday and I think adult Sundays are better than kids Sundays. I say that now. Uh, and I'm definitely probably being a little ignorant to people who have a little bit tougher jobs or situations than me. But at the same time, you know, adult Sundays, I think compared to like when you were Sunday as a kid are a lot different. But that's probably the same with everything. So there you go. Um, uh, let's see. I am, this is kind of like, not a senior writer's week, but like it's my last week before I have like a week off before I start my new job. So like, you know, I'm phasing out of my old company, getting ready to jump to the new one. Um, so, you know, I'm doing all that. We have a new guest here at the house in Ashburn. Uh, it's a spider. His name is Lori Beth Denberg. Uh, please welcome Lori to the show. Lori will be on every now and then like Barracks and Winnie. Um, so, you know, tune in there. Uh, the three people I would probably want to interview, the people I have this week sticking with that kind of theme. Um, number one, Amanda Bynes. I think you could talk about so much with Amanda Bynes. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, not only from like, a you know, what a girl, like, uh, she's the man, like, I would love to talk about she's the man, uh, but also, you know, the whole Amanda Bynes show, what was it like being on, like, all that, I, oh, let's, let's chop it up, same thing with that Josh Peck, um, I think I would love to hear that breakdown, he's doing some new things, like, he's the new Turner and Hooch, don't know if anyone's seen the old one with Tom Hanks, Tim Honks, uh, go check that out, um, but, uh, I'd love to, you know, see what, what, what's going on in that world, um, of Josh Peck, and then the last one, of course, Lori Beth Denberg, not the spider in my house, but the Lori Beth Denberg, uh, you know, what's you, I, not, it, I don't think that's what's yours, I think it, it might be what's yours like, or it's the game where they had to guess, you know, like some little kid would be like, I like jump roping backwards with no lights on, or something, you know, something crazy, or it's like eight adjectives and like a noun and then a verb or something, like, I, I don't know, it's something crazy, and like, she was on that show, she was on all that, and it's Laura Beth Denver. Like, it'd just be a great, you know, uh, you know, interview. But hindsight, also, hi, uh, maybe we could do this every week too. Uh, streaming service of the week plug. If you want all those throwback uh, Nickelodeon shows, you know, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, Double Dare. Um, I don't think What's Your Like is on there, but uh, Paramount Plus has all that. So if you're if you're thinking about adding a new service, definitely check that out. But I wish they had what's yours like, you know what I mean? They did, like, some of these kids had the craziest ones. And it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, it's always something, like, you know, the next week it's always something crazier than the past. Like, I can water ski with, like, one leg backwards and, you know, sitting on a goose. Like, I don't, it's the craziest stuff. So, like, I, I miss that show. Uh, I mean, Legends of the Hidden Temple is great. 
Um, you know, I definitely am a ride or die um, Purple Parrots fan. Um, I would be curious to see if you broke down who would win the most, uh, you know, which which team, like the Purple Parrots, the Silver uh, silver Snakes, uh, Blue Barracudas, like which team has won the most temple runs? Uh, there's got to get a statistic on that. I think that's why I need an intern. Um, but uh, that would also be why I would love to interview, you know, these old Nickelodeon folk. Um, tune in next week. I'm not going to dive old to an interview next week. It's going to be a great time. I think everyone will get enjoyment out of it, not only from like a, you know, or like a work perspective or how you can tune up your career, but also just great stories. Not going to divulge that. Or who my on-show live pod, uh, post-pod talk guest will be. Uh, I think you're just going to have to tune in and hear. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Winnie Banks. You got anything? No? Okay. Lori Beth Denberg, anything before we turn it down no okay well again thank you everyone for joining i had a great time uh tune in next week we're gonna do it all again uh per the request of everyone why don't we start up the outro music see ya